Welcome to the Port City Church Podcast. Today, we are back with a midweek meditation on our current teaching series, Created to Become. My name is Zach Hamby, and I'm a part of our creative team here at Port City. Today, I'm here with our senior pastor, Mike Ashcraft. Hey, Mike. Hey, Zach. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm very good. Glad to be here. Yeah. I always appreciate uh, the way you guys, I say, I guess you guys, we. Yeah. Um, work to uh, help people process stuff throughout the week, and this has been a great, and a great gift to me, and to be here is a really uh, good opportunity. I love being here. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. How how do you feel like twenty twenty three is going so far? So this year, I've actually really enjoyed January. I think because I took the pressure off. Right. I mean, I was reflecting on this a lot, just because you always want to start the year with a bang, and I always take the month to think about my word. But using this this concept of sketch month, which was kind of intriguing to me, yeah, allowed it to be a lot more creative mm. and without as much pressure mm. as what I think I typically feel. Mm. And so, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to believe it's the end of January, but it's it's definitely been a much more freer start mm. than what I typically uh, do. I usually put a lot of pressure on myself in that way. Yeah. I feel like when January normally rolls around, it does feel like, how am I supposed to already be ready for 2023? How am I supposed right. to be ready for this new year <laughs> yeah. when I was just off of all of my rhythms from Christmas to New Year's? Like everything is just so wonky. Yeah. And so I do feel like it gives us some some more space. Yeah, to, it's almost like permission, good. you know, because yeah. I think one of the things I was reflecting on, you know, is we always think about starting the year with a bang. Yeah. And, you know, it's like out of the blocks. Yeah. And I was like, what if what if we started with the way most projects start, which is with an idea and a sketch and let's see what we see, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. it's been super helpful to me. And I, I mean, obviously, you still have the pressure of like coming to work and getting stuff done and sure. all that. but. Um, it's just felt uh, freer is the word I would use. It's just been a really freeing experience. You know, the other thing that also is like frustrating is the new year is supposed to be this time where, yeah, you come in with your new goals and, you know, <laughs> your, your New Year's resolutions. <laughs> and then, but you know what? We're going to celebrate the night before by staying up all night. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like to do, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't help your your uh, start. Yeah, like one of the, it's not really a New Year's resolution. It's just like an overall goal in my life. It's like, I should go to bed sooner and I should also get more sleep, which it's just ruined day one. <laughs> day then one. you just wait and start to start the next year, right? right? That's what we always do. Right. Well, I would love for us to get into today. We're, we're going to be talking about committing to the journey. Yep. But first, Mike, could you give us a big takeaway of part four of Created to Become? Yeah, part four, um, the takeaway to me was, you know, obviously you're picking a word, keeping it in front of you as this concept of, of staying you know, committed to the process. But the big idea is that when we think about the story of our lives, right, we're going to, in 2024, we're going to have told a story of what occurred this year. And the beautiful thing is it doesn't begin with the end. It begins with a simple step that you're willing to do today. And it doesn't matter which day you say that. Our story, the story of our lives, is always going to be told from what we are willing to do in the moment. So it just helps me to stay very present. It helps me to not be overly discouraged when I don't do the things that I want to do. I don't behave in the ways that I want to behave instead to reframe my vision or my view, which is really the powerful result or the powerful opportunity of picking a single word as a lens mm -hmm. and not a promise. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Mike, one of the things that you talked about this past week that I really love uh, is the idea that just because we don't know how God is going to do something has no bearing on his capacity to do it. Yeah, I feel like that's a, a message that we need to hear as we're thinking about choosing word, as yeah. we're thinking about trusting God to do something in our lives over the course of a year. How have you seen your trusting God grow through the process of choosing a word for the year? Oh man, a lot of the, that lesson began before um, I had begun, you know, picking words because it was just this. Whenever you're doing anything, I and mean, it can be a job, ministry, relationships, you immediately try to calculate how this is going to work. Raising kids, how's this going to work? Getting through college, how's this going to work? And you just start to calculate. I remember, you know, one of the first lessons was that I just kept thinking what I felt like I was supposed to be in the ministry. That my path, and I was, I was studying architecture. And I just immediately calculated, well, that's going to take me two more years and I can be out of school in this degree mm. much faster and I can get on with what God wants me to do. Right. And in the process, I'm about to switch my major and all this other stuff. And I just, I just felt, and it's, it's so, it sounds so weird because it wasn't like a voice. I just sensed like in my, as I was walking with the Lord, trying to, trying to process this, that no, stay, stay where you are. Mm. Don't rush this. Mm-hmm. And then in your mind, you're like, but then how's this going to happen? How's this going to, how's this going to work? The way I think it's going to work if I do this, this, and this. And that was sort of the beginning of trying to understand how God's going to do something or how I understand something can be done doesn't have any bearing on God's capacity to do it. Right. And then it plays into my own life. How's my temper going to do this? Or how am I going to become this kind of person if I don't, you know, make these promises and engage in this? If, if I learn how to walk with him and to trust him, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of what it was, is being able to see mm-hmm how it is that he sees my life and how it is that he sees the world in which I live and start to recognize how differently my perspective is than his. You know, this is, this is Isaiah 55, right? His ways are higher. His view is higher. And so our willingness to say, Lord, can you show us, can you help us see, really begins to open up some of the ways in which I've, it's helped me to relax uh, it's helped me to be not so driven. And what's funny about that is when you're less driven or less anxious, you think that you sort of back off or scale down, but that's actually not true. It's just a consistent or a, a willingness to stay where God is and with what he's doing. Mm. That just requires a lot of time and attention and processing. Mm. Mike, that's really good. So in the the lifetime of my one word, it's clearly struck a chord with people. I know individuals and churches from all over who now choose a word for the year. And I know you've also worked with teams and organizations outside of the church to go through this process together. So I'm curious, what do you think about my one word resonates with people? You know, it's so funny because that was one of the things that made me most nervous when we first did it in 2007 was that it would be perceived as being gimmicky. Mm. But it was so funny because everywhere I went, people would just tell me their words. Right. And and I've thought a lot about it over the years. I think what makes it, you know, it resonates so deeply with, with people, especially that, that initial, I heard it and I think I'm going to do this, is that it's accessible. Mm-hmm. Most, when people think about high performance disciplines or people who are super focused, and we have this picture of them that I just don't think, I mean, obviously there are people that are like that, but the average person isn't. And so my one word is this kind of thing that everybody looks at and says, ah, I think I can do that. Mm -hmm. And if you give people something they can do, Mm -hmm. and they do it for just a short period of time, usually 
it gives them enough confidence to do do it again sure. and again and again and again. Sure. And so that's what I think has been been helpful and really powerful about the exercise is just its its accessibility. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and this could really easily make sense for us to encourage people to do individually. Yep. Because it feels like a really great individual process yep. to see how God is working in your life. Yep. You know. Why do you think that it's important for us to participate in my one word as a church? You know, I think the obvious answer is that it's shared language. Mm-hmm. I think whenever communities share a a way of talking about something, it just allows everybody a starting point. Just a lot of a lot of commonality with what we're pursuing. I think one of the powerful things about my one word is when you start to talk about you know, and, I, and this happens all the time. It's it's almost instinctive. People will come up to me. And I'll see them and the people especially who follow from afar, because mm-hmm. that's my one word, it's kind of what they know about me. So they'll say something like, oh, my word, and they'll tell me about their word. Mm-hmm. And you're immediately having a conversation mm-hmm. that's not weather, it's not sports. Yeah. It's about like what's happening in their hearts, what they want mm-hmm. and what they hope for. And when you're when you're having those level of conversations, that's a powerful experience. So I think for a church where you you value community, and you know that the intimacy of conversations, the depth of conversations, is a really important part of how we learn to relate mm-hmm. with one another, not just to one another, but with one another. Yeah. To know what someone hopes and longs for inside of their own souls is a really important thing to to pay attention to. Yeah. And so when I say, to, you know, my one word is imagination, you know, Richie knows that I'm trying to expand and open and that when those tendencies for me to do the things that I've always done or to bring those things up, he can ask and push or, you know, I've been in situations where people will come in, they'll, they'll start sharing me what's going on in their life and what they're frustrated with or what the decision that they're getting ready to make. Mm. And I'll say, what was your word this year? And they'll say something like, oh, you know, my word was this. And, you're, and as soon as they say it, they know, oh, this is, this is probably what I need to do. So it just allows a, a kind of a mirror mm. Um, for us to hold up to one another so that we can all pay attention to what it is that God is doing and wants to do in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. I also feel like it does encourage us to have a healthy way of seeing other people and to see their potential for growth. It's funny, too, because most people, when you pick a word, most people would say, oh, why did you pick that word? Because you already seem like Mm -hmm. you do that well. Or like, you know, if you were to talk about imagination, but imagination for me has a lot to do with the scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. It has to do with hedging my bets on certain things. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of things that are more that you would say, oh, well, Mike, you seem to, you know, constantly be creative or thinking about these things. But there are parts of me that have gotten really stuck. So usually you're talking to someone out of, of a place of, oh, can you help me understand a little bit more deeply? And then you realize mm. what's happening. Yeah. And it just, again, it just allows a depth of conversation very naturally that most people don't normally have. Right. So this is it, Mike. We're down to the end of Sketch Month. And for those who've been following along on the My One Word experience on our website, we are at the last week of questions to consider as we begin our My One Word journey for this year. And this week we were given three questions. So I'm going to pose them to you. Mm. First question is what word will you pick as your one word for 2023? All right. So I have not revealed this yet to anyone else. So I assume by the time this uh, podcast is aired, Uh um, I will have posted it. So I'm officially, I finished it this morning. Okay. And I sat down and I finished my word, imagination. Uh And then I just looked at the relationship between imagination and what my new word was. And I I said, and this is a long way to, long answer to your your question. I can answer with one word. Okay. But 
directionally, I wanted something that was more narrative and more story. And the reason is, this is this is where I think the nuance of trying to think about your word, you know, imagination really opened me up to what I would say is vision. Mm-hmm. I'm just really working through some things, trying to understand some things personally, you know, at this season of my life mm-hmm. and we're new grandparents, you know, we are the second kid about to graduate from grad school. So there's a lot of things that are emerging for us. So I just wanted to have personal vision, imagination, these kinds of things. But what happens is when I get vision a lot of times, I start to see things. I immediately start to get really tactical. Mm. So then I start to attack and say, okay, how are we going to do this? And how are we going to do this? And how are we going to do this? That's how my brain and sort of how I've had to operate in the lifespan of Port City Church. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to do this year is instead of starting to think tactically, Mm -hmm. I wanted to start to think story. Mm. When, When you get a vision, how do you... How do you see the story unfold and bring people into the story and the characters and all the things that are required for that story to take shape and for people to experience it in the fullness? Not just that we charged a hill, but that we revealed something beautiful about what God is saying to the world around us. Mm. And so with that, because I I really did not want to let go of my word imagination this year, I tried to think of something very close. I had like on my list of words, it was poem, poema, which is the Greek word for poem or masterpiece is what it means. But it's always these kind of artistic words. I had lyric, Mm. kind of like, how do you think about a song? Mm -hmm. And I'm not a songwriter or any of that. Mm. So the word I landed on, and this is not just because I've been watching too much Disney, but the word that I've landed on is animate. Okay, And it's actually, the way I'm thinking about this, is the activity of God's spirit Mm. in the world. He gives life. He causes activity and action. Mm -hmm. And it's not just to execute on certain initiatives. Mm -hmm. He animates life. Mm. And so that's what I'm going to choose for my one word 2023. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Do you have any early predictions of what you think that's going to do? I've chosen words in the past where it's like, I'm choosing this word because I'm hoping for this immediate effect. Yeah, you know, this word this year, maybe because it's, I don't know, maybe it's the season of life I'm in, Mm. I just feel really curious about it more so than, oh, I think I know. Mm. So I've kind of picked this word hoping to see some things and to perhaps, I I do sense that, you know, there's there's seasons of life where you feel like there's going to just be more required of you. There's going to be some stress that comes along with that. And this is not exactly... uh, an easy time to be leading churches. You know, sure. it's a lot, a lot of things going on. So there's a level of stress. And I want to be able to move through this year, both embracing maybe the responsibility that I feel like God has, has entrusted mm. to me and to us as a church, but to do it in a way that just constantly is fueled or animated as though the creator is actually creating, you know, just mm. to be a part of that. So, so it just has that sort of curious aspect to it. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like this is part of also what goes into choosing and settling on a word for the year. Have you anticipated some of the roadblocks or yep. some of the challenges that'll come along with this word? Yeah, I think because I don't consider myself, you know, the, the, it's, it's a very artistic word. I don't really, that's not a part of my, yeah. you know, how I think a lot of times. So you, you kind of scale yourself back. Maybe I shouldn't have picked this word because that's not really who I am. Mm. So that's probably an obstacle. Mm. You know, so there, there are some disciplines. I, I do make a habit. You know, obviously I draw bubble letters and, and the things that people see. If you've watched me preach, I have my little glass board and mm-hmm. my chalk markers. But it is to start to consider the movement mm. of those things. That's one of the things that animation is about. Mm. And so I'm trying to think of it 
just think of it that way. So, so those are, and I don't know how, mm. so that is an obstacle. But at this point in my life, that actually doesn't bother me yeah. as much as that as it would have, you know, ten years ago or five years ago. Just the 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 fear of not knowing how to do something would often prevent me. Yeah. And now it, it just feels more curious this year. I keep saying that, but that's what it feels. It feels more curious this year. Yeah. Like what's there? Yeah. That's awesome. So for those of us that haven't chosen a word yet, <laughs> we're still there. Yeah. In your experience, is there such a thing as a bad my one word? You know, there probably I'm, I'm, there probably are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I've had words that I look back and go, that was just not a, I did not enjoy that word. Yeah. But I kept it. Yeah. And now that I look at it, Sometimes two, three, four, five years later, I'm like, whew, that was actually, like it's, it's actually means more to me today. There are a couple of words that mean more to me today mm. that are a decade or more old Yeah, that didn't do it for me in the year that it happened. But I just committed to stay with it. So it's never in vain. Mm. I think anytime you refocus your view to see what God is doing through a particular specific lens, mm. you're going to benefit. Mm. I think, to be honest, most people, and again, when I say I picked a bad word, it was still profound in its effect. Mm. But I also think that what paralyzes people is because they're afraid they're going to pick a bad word. They don't yeah. pick one. Yeah. So they, they don't actually select a bad word. They just were sort of nebulous about choosing it. Mm. And I think that's what causes the problem. If you just pick it mm. and then pay attention to it, you are going to see some profound things mm. in your life over the course of two months, six months, mm. and then hopefully 12 months. Yeah. I think about the exercise is ultimately about trusting God. It's one of the things we said on Sunday, right? It's interesting that, because people ask me, so, well, Mike, is, you know, people need to have faith. Yeah, they do. And sometimes your step of faith is to pick the word that releases mm. your control. Yeah. And you're actually going to say, God, could I trust you enough that you would show me through this word? And it sounds novel, yeah. but it's that intentionality and that willingness to look and to ask and to seek and to knock, which is the language that Jesus uses, right? Yeah. That allows us to participate in the life that God has for us, that he intends for us. So one thing that's I loved about the titling, mm. which I didn't come up with, but created to become assumes, which I love this, that who I'm going to be, that God has a intention for the kind of person I'm going to be in at the end of 2023 yeah. and that he has created and made ways mm. for that to be true. And now it's my opportunity to step into it, pay attention to it and to walk in it with him over this year. Yeah. And so it just made me so excited. The vision for that was so mm. powerful for me. Yeah. So I'll pitch a word to you and you can tell me if it's a bad idea or not. Cause I still have time. <laughs> I still have time to, to settle. Uh, he just looked at his watch. How so. much time? No, I'm just trying to think what day it is because I picked mine on the 1st. That's my official, yeah. official day. Well, we're recording this on the 31st. Yeah, so you got a little bit of time. Yeah. So one of the thoughts that popped into my head it was Christmas Day. And it's because I was watching one of the football games. And it was the Cardinals versus the Bucks, mm -hmm. And the Cardinals were playing a backup quarterback against Tom Brady. Yep. And it's like that's any quarterback's worst nightmare is yeah. going against Tom Brady. And it was interesting because one of the guys calling the game talked about an interview he did with this backup QB's dad. And his dad said really proudly about his son. He said, hey, you know what? I know he's going to go out there and do the best he can today because he's not afraid to fail. And that just stuck with me because you don't normally hear someone talk about failure in such a positive sense. Right. And... 
That's really good. And the reason why he was able to be so confident in his son is because he's not afraid to fail. So he's going to go out there and give it everything he's got. Mm. And I've realized, man, how much does a fear of failure keep me from giving something more? Mm. And so, so I've been toying around with the idea of what if my one word for the year was fail, <laughs> which feels strange because it's negative right. and you don't normally think about choosing a right. negative word, but some of my thought process has been, well, what if keeping the word fail in front of me all year long is to help reorient my mind to not just think failure is intrinsically bad. Right. And here's the thing. If I were to ask you, could you pick some times when you failed in 2022, Hmm. could you pick some? (laughs) I could choose a bunch. Right. And it automatically feels bad. But the reality is, because I, I do think, and I know you pretty well, you are very meticulous in everything that you do. It's what makes you really good at your job. It's what makes you good at, at a lot of the things that you do that are outside of your job. You are a photographer. There's a lot of precision. There's a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. And so you know that it happens, but you also know how much you calculate mm-hmm. and work so hard to ensure that it doesn't, right. which inherently limits some of the risks that you're willing to take. Right. So if you said, I'm going to put fail up there, mm-hmm. not, not as a, I'm going to try to fail, because that's not going to, you're not right. going to try to fail. You're never going to, you're always right. going to try to avoid it. Right. But if you put fail up there as to give yourself permission to try things, yeah. that your comfort level of success is less mm-hmm. than what you're used to, mm-hmm. I think you might find some places of growth that, um, that, that would surprise you. Yeah. And, and I think it also gives a freedom of other people mm. um, to participate in ways that they often may feel like they can't, you know, in that. So I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. Okay. Especially with the story behind it. I think it's a powerful thing. Yeah. As long as you're okay with me having the word fail written at the top of my <laughs> planner every week. That's okay. Okay. That's actually a really good word, especially okay. when it means something at that level. Yeah. That's what, because, you know, again, when people know you and they, and you say, you're going to immediately have a conversation. Yeah. Say, oh, I can help you with that. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so the the first question is to get people to make the selection, to choose their word for 2023. Question number two is how will you keep your one word in front of you this year? So the the simple thing that I do, I share this on Sundays, I have a planner that's pretty open. It's not, uh, I have to fill it out every week. And I write my word Mm. at the top of it. So every week I see, I see my word. But I have, I put it on my phone. I put it on a note card so it sits on my dashboard mm-hmm. in my car. It covers up my my speedometer because my car doesn't go over 45 anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Nice. And I have at times made plaques. Mm-hmm. And if you go in my office, there are things that I've had. Often in our small group, what we did is Dudley, one of our small group members, uh, took our words and he made us a little something that mm-hmm. represented our word for everybody in our group. And we shared them with each other. Mm-hmm. So anything like that is powerful, sort of the physical activity of keeping your word in front of you. Yeah. But that's really only a metaphor, right? To keep your word in front of you is one part of keeping it in front of you. It's actually learning how to pay attention to it. Sure. And this is this is the thing that I think is so important because you know the reality is is everybody is going to have something in front of them Mm. that causes them to see the world. Yeah. You already have it. What you're trying to do is to put something new. Mm. in front of that mm-hmm. that allows you to see that. People see the world through a lens of cynicism. They see the world through a lens of fear. They see the world through, you know, people talk about rose-colored glasses, whatever it is. Yeah. We already have 
the way that we see the world. And so when we talk about keeping the word in front of you, it's reminding yourself to pay attention, recognizing that it's going to conflict mm. with more than likely the way you already see it, especially if this is new in the journey. Yeah. You know, when you put the word fail in front of you, mm-hmm. It's not going to make you want to fail. It's going to remind you that the way you typically see the world is by eliminating risk and controlling as much as you possibly can to ensure the outcomes you long for. And when you put the word fail in front of that, you're going to have to consider things that you just haven't worried about before. Maybe you've actually worried about them before, and now you're free not to worry about them. So the keeping it in front of you is obviously physical, and it's it's a tangible, tactical thing, but it's more than that, because keeping in front of you is to remind yourself to actually pay attention Mm -hmm. to what you're seeing through the lens of that word. Yeah. Um, part of the thing, this is why we're talking about this, is that you know, the, even the idea is that you have to commit to the journey. Yeah. You're not committing to do more things. You're committing to stay in and look at your life through the lens of one word. Yeah. And anybody can do that. Yeah. Everybody can't run 12 miles a day, read their Bible every day, go to the gym every day. In fact, most people are going to fail at those things. Mm. But everybody can retool, refocus their vision and go, oh, I need to be reminded what it looks like to look through the word of imagination or animate or fail or whatever it would be that you you choose. Mm. And you do that in the moment. And then you declare that that next thing that you do is actually a part of rewriting or writing the story that you want to tell at the end of the year. Yeah, that's good. So the last question we are considering this week is who can you share your word with, invite them in to support you in this journey? You know, obviously, if you post it on the website, if you go and you share your word with us, we're going to be committed to helping kind of provide resources and uh, reminders over the course of this year. Hopefully, you have people around you, maybe Mm -hmm. in a small group, people at work, people just anywhere. You know, we do it with our family. Mm -hmm. I know my kids' words, you know, all these things. And I think you don't have to be super broad, but people that you trust and know just, and if if no one's doing it with you, tell them what you're doing. More than likely, if you told someone what you're doing, they don't know about this, they're going to go, huh, I think I might try that too. And then invite them into the process. Mm. And so there's lots of ways to do that. But but the people that you know and trust, and then tell them your word and then give them permission. Like Mm. I would say, hey, I want you to ask me about this, or hey, I want to talk about this. Mm. a week from now or two weeks from now and you'd ask me about it. Or if you see something in me, I would be so kind if you would let me know. Mm. It really is. It's so much more about the relational dynamics and the conversations that you have with people than it is about some kind of calendaring or system that you use in your life. And it's just going to, again, it's habits. You got to get into the habit of having conversations with people about things that matter. And my one word is one of the simplest tools to allow you to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, is there any kind of last advice that you give to people as they're processing questions for this week? You know, I, I would give yourself, you know, 45 minutes at the end of the today or whenever you can get carved in the next couple of days to give it some some more intentional thought and then just pick one. Mm. You know, the, the worst thing that people do is they leave two or three out there and then they don't really land. So it's always like, well, this is this or this is that. And it doesn't hold the kind. I mean, the, the point of the exercise is to focus. Yeah. And that requires you to just pick one. So mm. I'd pick one, land on it, don't second guess it, and then stay with it for the whole year. Yeah. All right. Well, we did it. Those are our reflection questions for the week. And we hope today's conversation will help you to process these questions more on your own. So if you have selected your word for 2023, we'd love for you to share it with us. You can do so by going to our website, portcity.church word. 
Mike, thank you for spending time with us today. Would you be willing to pray to close us out? Uh, I'd be glad to, and thank you so much for doing this. This, It really means a lot. Thank you. for sure. Father, I do thank you for the day. Uh, Thank you for the chance that we have to just have a conversation, for me to be reminded of what you're doing in my life and in the lives of those who are part of our church and in Zach's life. Just want to thank you for giving us the wisdom and the creativity and the desire to try and align ourselves more fully with you and that you would use this simple lens of a single word to help frame that. And God, that you would take it not as a gimmick or not as some kind of quick fix or a magic word, but rather just as our our offering, our hope for you to do the work that you've promised in our lives. So I ask you to do that. I think that's what you want to do. And Father, that you would just use us to continue to bear your image more fully in this world. And I ask all the same of your son, Jesus, who is our King. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mike. And thank you all for joining us today. If you would like to go back and review previous questions, watch messages, or listen to podcast conversations from this series, you can head to portcity.church word to find everything all in one place. As Mike mentioned, we have some exciting ways that we want to be in this journey with you together as your church throughout this year. So when you're ready, we'd love for you to share your word with us using the form on our website. Also, if you've enjoyed this midweek podcast format, or if you have any feedback for us, we'd love to hear from you. Are you interested in more content like this in the future? If so, let us know. You can send an email to creative at portcitychurch.org. Again, thank you so much for being with us today. And we look forward to seeing all that God does in and through the people of our church in 2023. We'll see you soon.